0: Making sure that we are live. Um, and it looks like, well, I don't see, oh, yep, we're live. Okay, we're all good. So we'll uh, get the show started in uh, three, two, one. Welcome to Bat Yard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman and pop culture. From Bat Yard Productions, I am Josh. And uh, I guess we'll go with, Leo. yeah, we'll go in order.
1: <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Leo. And hi,
2: everyone. I'm Stephen.
0: Stephen, thank you uh, again for coming on our show. This is our first live interview broadcast of this podcast. That's a lot to say. Um, so we're going to get this just kind of moving along, and uh, hopefully things come out the best you know for the best um so leah you you take it away
1: all right so stephen you are a collector of universal monsters you are a podcast beginner entrepreneur pioneer with the saturday morning superman show let's start off with the universal monsters how did you fall in love with such such an innovative uh time of history
2: well, first of all, I have to say again, Leah, Josh, thank you so much for having me, Leah. Thank you for a wonderful, exciting, rousing introduction. Uh, I, I hope I live up to it, but I will say this. I grew up uh, with the Universal Monsters in comic books. They were always a big part of my family, of my for my grandparents and for my parents. So, generationally, that love was passed down, and I remember my grandfather was the first one to take me to the comic book store, along with being the first person to talk about Dracula and Frankenstein and Mummy. And I remember every Halloween, my father you know, would dress up as the Wolfman and my mom would use makeup and transform him into as Lon Chaney Jr-esque Wolfman uh, as she could. And I remember I'd watch my dad go from being my father to a monster and it was so, scary and frightening because it would be like, I know that's still my dad, but it's also a classic monster. And so I was always uh, exposed to all these things that I still celebrate to this day. And growing up, um, I was born in 1989, and the 90s were a big period for the Universal Monsters from, you know, just them being everywhere from like Pepsi to Doritos ads to the Brendan Fraser movies that were coming out and uh, even Goosebumps. Uh, the mummies, it was a big time for for like the mummy and, and all of that stuff. So it's always been there uh, for me just as long, just as much as Superman has. And uh, it was in 2016 where uh, one of my friends and I, uh, we had been uh, freelance writing for different sites and we were at a point where we just thought, you know what, we want to create something of our own. And imagine, you know, being the person that creates the Marvel Cinematic Universe blog or social media channel when Iron Man One came out, and imagine still having that by the time like Endgame comes out, and this right. is at the early stages for Universal Monsters where they were only talking about doing a, a new Mummy movie, a new Invisible Man movie, and we just thought let's create something for the Universal Monsters and and just blog about it and talk about it in in a meaningful and a, and in a way that we know how because we love it, and uh, five years later you know we're here and and the webpage and. And the Instagram, all of it's taken a life of its own. And I've been very fortunate to be a part of that community, uh, along with having an involvement with some of the movies. And uh, and also, I love Superman.
0: Yeah, wow, wow. That's awesome. When did you get uh, Universal Monsters started? When, what year was this? It,
2: it was five years ago. It was uh, in 2016. It was actually, oh, uh, we just celebrated our five-year uh, Monsterversary, uh, as I like to call it, uh, just last month.
0: Oh, well, congratulations. Congratulations on the five year anniversary. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's strange because when we first started, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, with all the things that we create, be it like an Instagram page or a podcast, the first listeners are always like, you know, our, our, our friends and our family. And and you know nobody else knows about right. it, and then slowly it starts to grow. And, yeah, it kind of uh, builds
0: like a, like a snowball, it just keeps kind of going down.
2: Completely, And and we've all been very fortunate in, in uh in you know through Bat Yard's Finest, through Universal Monsters Universal <laughs> and everything, to really enjoy the community aspect of it.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, once that's awesome. It's once you kind of get yourself out there, and the more you do it, the more people will notice you, and. You know, hopefully chime in too, which we always appreciate here at Ballyards finest. Anyone's welcome here, so that's that's why we try to bring out to the to the community, the fans, and I'm sure you you like to do the same. You know, get that uh, community fan interaction, like one on one. It's it's the best.
2: It, it's so much fun, and that's actually something that touches on like when we were chatting last week together. <laughs> I love talking with people. <laughs> I love talking with people and I love talking with fellow fans because, like, for me growing up, you know, I remember, you know, not everybody was reading Spider Man. Not everybody was watching Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't like it is now. And, and so to see that, like, the community's grown, but everybody loves this stuff and everybody gets excited about, you know, these cartoons and, and these movies it's really fun to have like-minded people and really cool people to talk to about it. And just like you, I'm, I'm always up for having a discussion about like, you know, our favorite DC animated universe episodes and, and, you know, Zack Snyder's justice league and, you know, all the universal <laughs> monster movies that are being, you know, planned and developed.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of big news coming out. I mean, it's an exciting time to at least be a, uh, DC Superman fan, or uh, DC fan. I'm not sure what's going on. Is there anything going on with Universal Monsters? Have they announced any movies coming out?
2: They, they have, yeah. Uh, it, it, and it's exciting because over the course, you would think that over the course of uh, 2020, movie news would have been really uh, quiet because right. you know, there wasn't anything. Everything's kind over, of halting. Right? But yet, there were so many different announcements that we got over the course of that year. And From, I'd say, end of 2019 to really just about a month ago, there have been a total of 12 new Universal Monster movies that have been announced. Oh, geez, (laughs)
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I just saw the last thing they did
0: was The Visible Man. That's the last movie that that I heard about.
2: Yeah, and I think that for a lot of people, it's the last movie that a lot of people saw in the movies. Yeah, before,
0: yeah, that's true. That. that was like right before. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Is there it's like a new weeks. new like Dracula movie coming out or like?
2: Yeah, there's uh, there's like four new uh, Dracula variations being worked okay. on. There's um, there's uh, a new take on Dracula, which was the most recent announcement. Uh, that Chloe Zhao, the director of the Golden Globe nom- uh, nominated mm-hmm. in, and the, the director who actually won uh, just last week for Nomadland. Uh, she's also the director of the upcoming Marvel movie, The Eternals. She's developing uh, uh, like a very radical, very uh, science fiction, Western, futuristic take on Dracula. Uh, and then there are other versions of it that are going to be in the universal Blumhouse tradition. Oh, but, I see, uh, okay. Harken more back to like the book and be a little um, smaller scale, but very hard, very scary stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what I like. I like when things kind of get to almost its simplest form and like just scales everything down. And, and when it, when it becomes um like. Too much on the screen, I can't even handle what, <laughs> the, like, process what's going on. So you lose, so do, you like, lose smaller... what it's
1: actually about. Yeah, you know? If You exactly. can't even know what the thing's about. Then it's mm. forget all the technology and beautiful effects because it's like, well, what, what am I even watching here?
0: Well, movies today, just everyone, every movie has beautiful full effects. So you can't really say, oh, well, at least I have good special effects because basically every movie now has good special effects. You know? Oh yeah, right. and, 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 you
2: know that. that I kind of want to bounce off of that because I think that's a wonderful. I mean from both uh, Josh and Leah, what you both said. Leah, I have to agree with you, because I feel like with the Universal Monster movies, if you look at the budget of that, of what it cost the studio to make those movies in, like, 1930s, 1940s, with inflation mm-hmm. today, they're roughly only about $10 million. So mm-hmm. when somebody says, like, oh, we're going to do a new monster movie, and it's going to be $200 million, to me that scares me, because it's like, well, there's no need for it to be that much. You know, for a $10 million budget, now you could do something where it's very practical like uh, practical effects the practical makeup really drive the picture and, and that's so much of the charm of those other ones but then josh when you said yeah everything today has i mean like magnificent effects uh you know we're re- recording this you know live on wednesday the day after the second episode of superman and lois on the cw and i was watching that yesterday and i mean i feel like they could blow that up on on a on a in a movie theater yeah it looked it really cinematic like a movie.
0: Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I only seen the pilot. I haven't seen the second episode yet, but I, I did like what they're doing with the pilot, so I, yeah. um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the the second episode. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope so. I, I really like what they're doing because it's, it, like you were saying, it's like very grand scale and uh, it's very cinematic. I mean, I thought it was the best looking CW show that came out. I mean, I only seen, you know, bits and pieces of Arrow. I was watching The Flash. I kind of fell off it and now I'm you know jumping on this and it looks you know it looks like a movie like you're saying
2: completely yeah i you know I, ha- I watched of course like the early uh uh dc arrow cw stuff like you know i watched a few episodes of arrow and and flash and, and supergirl but i kind of feel like especially like as shows kind of go on where they're like at their like seventh and eighth season if mm-hmm. it's not really like the character that i really love i kind of lose interest in it Just, yeah yeah, you know it's like, like we we subscribe, we pick up our our comic books, but then like by issue like 80 something, you know unless it's like really the character you love, you kind of like you know you end up dropping it. Mm-hmm. But um, with Superman, I was excited for it because naturally it's just it's a new incarnation of Superman. It's a new version of of the character in live action. so you can't go wrong with that. And but I was worried, you know, I wasn't sure what yeah. think about the plot. I'm, I know we'll probably discuss more of this uh, later, but it's yeah, it's been great
0: yeah yeah no doubt there's there's endless supply of superman news that we could definitely talk about i'm really excited i mean um for those of you who don't know we actually had steven on the podcast last week um it didn't really work out so hot so that's why we we're doing it live and i think it's actually working out a lot well definitely a lot more smoothly than not last week because it was just you know we're kind of doing a take two so you get to see this a little more polished today everyone but yeah but
2: <laughs> steven thank you
0: for coming back on on the show yeah yeah i feel
2: like last week was like the, like the like the joss whedon version of Jump yeah it was like the, the test run yeah
0: exactly. we're, getting the, <laughs>
2: we're getting the real
0: thing right yeah now. we're getting the whole league together yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no cgi we, we kept our mustaches <laughs> on for this one we <laughs> Yeah. No that, no doubt. That's awesome. So, Stephen, I wanted to ask you, how do you got, like, since you're talking about how you got started with the Monsters Universe, how did you kind of transition into the podcast world?
2: Well, so it, it actually really goes surprisingly hand-in-hand hand with one another, because in the early days, probably, like, maybe within the first year of Universal Monsters Universe, one of the questions that I was asked routinely was, like, when are you guys going to do a podcast? When are you going to do a monster podcast? And it was something that I really wanted to get into and mind you i feel like podcasting now like in 2020 2021 is so much different than what what is like maybe five years ago like it's really exploded with Mm -hmm. the amount of people that are developing exciting content and the amount of people that really want to like tune in and, and listen to the content so i wanted to do a monsters one and it was one of those things where you know i had a few people lined up Uh, that we're going to record with me, but it it just never happened. It would be like, oh, we're, we're going to record this Wednesday. And Wednesday would come around and everybody would be busy. So I put it on the back burner and really just kind of like said, if it ever happens, it happens. But if not, that's like not my main pursuit. And so it was in summer 2019, where i was uh, i was working at my comic shop my local comic shop in queens new york royal collectibles at the time mm-hmm. and, and uh, some one of one of my friends who who would routinely come into the shop his name's uh, uh, jason he's a he's a fireman big superman guy too and we were just kind of talking about superman and and i was commiserating over the fact that at the time you know we still didn't know if we were going to get a man of steel 2 and with Henry Cavill, it's always like every other week, it's like, oh, he's going to do five more movies. And then it's like, nope, we have to confirm that that's not going to happen. It's like this, you know, it's like this really bitter, sweet, awful thing where it's like, oh, we're going to get him. No, we're not. And we don't, yeah, we still don't know. Like, uh, but so I was there. joking about it saying that the thing that's going to bring me back as, as the Superman fan that I am is going to be doing a Superman podcast. And he was like, oh, Steve, you, you should totally do a Superman podcast. Thing. Mm-hmm. What, what's it going to be about? And I'm like, well, it's going to be about Superman in animation, but across generations. And it's going to be about Bruce Tim and it's going to be about Fleischer, and it's going to be awesome. And it's like, man, you got to do that. And we were really just messing around. Yeah. I wasn't serious about it. But I got home that night from work, and I was thinking, well, shoot, I think I should do this. And I was looking at, like, in, in the podcasting um, arena, and there really weren't that many Superman podcasts. Mm-hmm. And... Specifically, there wasn't really any other podcast other than one podcast about Superman, the animated series specifically. And so I thought, you know what, I think I should do this. And it happened within a month where I started talking to a few people that I knew and they immediately were like, Stephen, if you're doing something, we want to be involved with it. And within uh, the month of June 2019, uh, we did the intro, the outro, uh, we got a sponsor and um, oh, wow. and we recorded the whole first two seasons uh, over the course of the summer and you know we're still airing that second season we're still that's awesome in the process of airing it and it's uh, great to have a uh, back, that's back, the humble back origins of of that's the action comics one story of the saturday morning superman yeah
0: story. that's awesome I, I love that story i like how it's just kind of well obviously you're passionate about it because like you're kind of saying off the cuff like first thing you want and like you don't really have to think about it. if it's just like you instantly that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth It's going to be the you know, that's what you want, you know, so you should just yeah. get out there and get what what you your instincts are telling you, you know, and that's that's what that's what they're telling you. And that's awesome. Oh, about this. Yeah, is that, is that the um, is that Blu-ray or is that? Um, no, no, I wish you, I the, the the Blu-ray is the thing
2: that we're all hoping for. They, uh, yeah, I don't think TV that has come out.
0: out. No, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I had um I had them like individually when they're like in the um they're like cardboard. Uh, packaging. That's what yeah. I had. And there's like uh, three seasons. That's great to have it in one big uh plastic box like that. Especially if you have younger nephews, because mine got destroyed. Especially how they're made out of paper. You know, they're kind of, you know, they're all over the place. So I'm hoping for that Blu-ray, where you know I could keep it safe. You know?
2: <laughs> well, we're, well, the thing is, what's so exciting right now is that's like another thing. It's like this mythic thing that among Superman, a uh, Superman, and us DC animated universe fans is that like when is it coming out on blu-ray like they did batman animated series you know when is superman coming out and uh it was like about a week ago it was actually just one week ago uh today that hbo max announced an hd remastered uh version of superman animated series for hbo max which premieres i think on march 16th uh like or the 17th whatever it is it's the day before uh Zack snyder's justice league uh begins and i feel like okay if we're getting an hd streaming version of superman the animated series a blu-ray has to be you know not yeah far behind. i
0: think it's just a matter of time sometime this year we'll get it because they they did batman beyond they did batman the animated series i don't know i don't think they did justice league yet did they
2: i i don't you know they might have yeah they might have or, or it might have been announced i think last uh-huh. year or something yeah, I, I know Superman they definitely like did the, the two legs. Batman.
0: Yeah. I the, the only one I know for sure is definitely the two Batman series. Um, that's it. I only have I have Batman animated series. I don't have um, the other one. I don't have Batman Beyond the animated series. Maybe someday I'll get it. But <laughs> I, I'm really excited to see Superman animated series just in HD in general. You know, being on HBO Max, you know, I, have, I actually have access to it, so I'll be able to watch it. So I'm, I'm very excited to see that again. Yeah. Um, So
1: I apologize. Um, So since we're talking about TV shows, now Sasha Kai is going to be Supergirl and you have posted immensely on your Instagram about that. So obviously I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, (laughs) I mean, I have so many thoughts on it. I, I, it's interesting because so, uh, I get so excited talking about this because the thing is, it's just the prospect of knowing that we're going to be getting a, a new edition of the super family mm-hmm. on the big screen, which I think is so cool. And I'll say this to preface it all, is that I think as a Superman fan, we've been conditioned to learn to be really very patient because Superman films yeah. happened so far and few in between, you know, you had the, the fourth Christopher Reeve movie, but then it wasn't until 2006 where you got returns with Ralph. And then it wasn't until 2013 that you got man of steel with Cavill. And so I think anytime, like whenever there's going to be a Superman movie announcement, I I don't care what it is. I'm there for it because I just want to see Superman or I just want to see that that power set displayed on screen. But when Sasha was cast as Supergirl, it was so cool because it was so unexpected. You know, I think, you know, like nobody ever wakes up and, and, and is expecting these movie announcements to happen or these cartoon announcements to happen. So like, I think to wake up you know, that was, that wasn't even something that I was thinking about. And I remember people started tagging me like crazy, like on my personal Instagram on Superman. And I'm like, uh, like somebody was like, Oh, like, like, what do you think about Supergirl? And I'm thinking they're talking about the TV show and I'm like, well, yeah, I think Melissa's great. You know, yeah. like, I, I, she's, she's cool. I'm, you know, and they're like, no about the movie. And I'm like, well, like, what are you talking about? And so I had to do a quick Google, but, yeah, Sasha Kaye, I think it's going to be uh, fantastic. I think it's such an inspired choice. Um, she's an unknown, More, she's more so an unknown than than getting somebody of, of a much bigger stature. And I think that's the way to go. I, I think it's going to be so exciting to know that probably within the next five to ten years, she's going to be the face of this character. And And everybody, you know, you're going from right now where it's a very niche conversation where like amongst all of us fans and, and people that follow this kind of movie news we know who she is because like oh yeah we're excited about it but i think for the mo- much uh wider market you know by the time flash comes out i think a lot of people are going to really be on board with it and flash sounds exciting with everybody that they have in it yeah but to use that as a springboard for for a potential supergirl franchise and to have her i think it's it's so exciting and especially i i do like the the inspired casting choice, I do like that. You know that you're getting, um, uh, like she she's Colombian. I think that's really an exciting, um, take on the character. It's something that we've never seen before, and and she looks great. She, mm-hmm. I, I, think she, I've seen like you know we've all seen different like concept art, you know, of her that like different artists have done, and and yeah, I mean, I think she's gonna be great. Yeah, it's right? also
1: it's also really important to um for representation because young, young people are going to see this, you know, beautiful young Colombian woman and they're going to say, Hey, I, you know, I can do that too. It's not just for the, you know, the blonde haired blue eyes anymore. It's everybody.
2: Completely. And again, you know, it's like that multiverse thing. Like, you know, you have, we're always going to have Supergirl in animation, you know, be it through DC superhero, hero girls or, um, or, you know, like with Melissa Benoist, which she did across like the five or six seasons, like the five or so seasons, of mm-hmm. Supergirl and Helen Slater, Laura Vandervoort, all of them. So to see that, a new take on Supergirl for today's audiences, where girls could go see that, but like anybody could really go see that and see themselves in that character. I think that's really cool. And I mean, Superman at the end of the day, Supergirl, you know, those characters have always been about inspiration and hope. So I think that. To, to, to know that there's going to be a much more wider and diverse array of people that are going to want to run into a comic shop and pick up a supergirl comic and then read about her cousin. I mean, you know Superman fans, we'll take all the fans we can get. We love the yeah, character. Yeah, we definitely. want more people to love the character. Exactly. Join the family.
1: Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll take you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think people kinda of just see what um what Superman Kind of looks like in the forefront, they they don't really get the full perspective of what the character is. You know, they're like, oh, he's he's kind of old fashioned. He's not, you know, he's not really for me. He's, he's kind of lame or whatever. They even kind of address that in the pilot episode with um with his son playing Injustice beating up Superman. He's like, oh yeah, Superman's lame, you know. But um, I think if people actually kind of you know take a wider lens and actually look at the character, like the overarching storyline, there's actually something pretty shakespearean and beautiful about it and like it's almost biblical in a sense with uh, you know comparisons to moses and everything so there's a lot to put into these stories and i superman's a complex character to write for and supergirl and you know especially with these power levels but it's it kind of makes it more interesting when they do it right you know batman's really batman has all the rogues galleries you know he's there's a lot to work with you know he, he's pretty i think. Most anyone could write a Batman story, um, to to an extent. But with Superman, he's kind of more a little more challenging because he's so almost straight edge. You're like, oh, I, what what can I do with him? But like once you actually get him into, you know, his niche and his you know where he's meant to be, it's it's perfect. And I think in the simplest form, Superman works the best.
2: Oh, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I I think that you know, there are a group of people that are widely dismissive of, of Superman just mm-hmm. being too bland or, or too vanilla, I guess, if you want to right. say that. But it's the fact that like, he really is such an, a complex character and, and you're mm-hmm. talking, you know, not only about somebody that's positively like mythological you know, and it, it, not only American mythology, but like global mythology. Everybody knows that symbol. Yeah, Everybody knows who Superman is.
0: It's but universal.
2: There's such a comp- there, There's such a complex nature to the character that I don't think people really think about. And one of the things that I love about Superman animated series, and you know, even what Zack Snyder did, is I think a lot of people don't realize that Bruce Timm, in a lot of ways, really deconstructed Superman. Maybe not in as extreme a way as Zack Snyder did. But he definitely did something different with superman animated series while it was still very much reflecting on what dick donner and george reeves and, and yeah you know even like lois and clark you know like new adventures of superman with like dean Kane and all of that mm-hmm. um he really kind of like challenged him and every episode superman gets like you know the kryptonite beat out of him where it's like you know like you know he, he's going up against these challenges where he's not always coming out on top and i think present superman in a way where there are these challenges and where there are these difficulties uh, and just the challenge of course of that duality of like am i clark kent am i superman i I think that that's a really wonderful aspect to the character that that's more relatable than you think and yeah um, you get the right uh person or you you spend enough time with the character uh which is why i feel like superman animated series works so well because you're talking about 50 plus episodes where you're really getting to spend time with them as opposed to, you know, you get like a two hour movie and then you have to wait, you know, for, you know, another two hour movie. But
0: um, yeah, exactly. Wait, like, I, well, it used to be like six years in between movies. Now, now with Marvel it's and these comic book movies, it's getting back to back. But not with Superman, apparently not, but
1: <laughs> Well I think it's important too, Steven, that you mentioned, you know, he doesn't always come out on top and Superman is always portrayed, you know, as the perfect guy. You know, he's the gentleman, he's strong. He- handsome whatever but then you see that even the most you know perfect of people are not always perfect and i you know josh and i have watched quite a few episodes i can't really even count how many we've watched um the you know the animated series and i always say oh i liked this about this episode and then something completely different will happen i say oh well that's a new take that you know even we didn't know about superman so i'm interested in watching them even again that the ones we've already watched
0: yeah, we've been watching so, them a lot out of, out of order. So yeah, we, 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 <laughs> hopefully, when those Blu-rays
1: come out, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll renew our our viewing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I I feel like one I I love that you've both been watching the episodes. It's so easy to just drop into that mm. world, and I think that speaks so much to the to the the quality of work that was done. You know, with Batman animated series, with Superman animated series. You know. It's a it, it, you know we're talking about ninety like '90s animation, yet the character designs and and the adult storytelling you know it's timeless. And I feel like you know with certain aspects like with the movies, you know you have your people that are like, well, I love Christopher Reeve, you know, um, I love I love you know uh, Henry Cavill. But you know they have their favorites. But you can drop into the world of Superman the animated series, and whether you like you know the Christopher Reeve movies or, or you know, Cavill or, or Tom Welling, um, it doesn't really matter. It's it's so representative of the entire, you know. Yeah, history that's very of true. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and it's just, there are timeless episodes where, you know, you could watch a Dark Side episode, you could watch a Mattello episode, you could watch a Lex episode. Uh, one of my favorite episodes off the top of my head is A Little Piece of Home, which is in season one, where it's just about Lex Luthor testing Superman's abilities, and he discovers that he's allergic to kryptonite, and there's really nothing else going on just other than Superman going through a series of tests, and it's like, yeah, this is great. You know, you're you're seeing Superman to his fullest extent. You're seeing him challenged. You're seeing him, you know, get put through the ringer, but then you're getting a timeless luck story. You're getting a timeless low story, and, and the animation, the design work is just so iconic. You know, you could show somebody a picture, of that Clancy Brown Lex Luthor and everybody's like oh that's Lex yeah it's, it's the same way with like Batman you could look at that Freeze or that Scarecrow or that that Bruce Wayne even and you know immediately oh that's Bruce Wayne and it just speaks to the work of Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and 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 Alan Burnett and and really all of them
0: yeah, it does kind of touch on the, all those different realms of Superman. Like, if you want to go back to like a Smallville kind of feeling episode, go to—I forget what what's the episode's um, the title of it—but they they focus on just going into Smallville and um, all these future rogues of, of Superman come come down and attack him with Brainiac and everything like that. And then uh, we get other darker episodes like him versus Darkseid. We get more small scale episodes, just him and Lex, you know. So you get the the whole um, box of flavors with uh, with each episode, and they're all different.
2: <laughs> and they're so good. They're just so, so good. I mean, from the voice talent of, like, Tim Dale. I mean, like, Tim, you talk about, like, you know, people that are widely recognizable for, you know, their work, and it's like, I think you could ask somebody, who's your favorite Batman? And there's, no, there's go- going to be no shock that somebody could say, oh, it's Kevin Conroy. And I feel like it's the same thing with Superman, where it's like, who's your favorite Superman? Tim Daly, because it's yeah. just like they—they're they, just—they brought so much to that character. And and for me, whenever I'm reading a su- uh, Superman or Batman comic, the voice I hear is Conroy and Daly. It's like their voice.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. That's how I read the comic books too. So is <laughs> Tim Daly your your uh, ultimate favorite Superman? Awesome. Yeah, that's a good yeah, choice.
2: You know, no, I I it's interesting because. I watched Superman Animated series on and off uh, when it aired between like nineteen ninety-six to like the early two thousands and across those three seasons. But I as a kid I, I loved Batman. Batman Animated Series was definitely the one that I was more excited by. It was probably about the year before Man of Steel came out, or maybe like the year of Man of Steel. I think it was like the the it was like about a month before Man of Steel came out, actually that my mom and I would watch, uh, my mom, dad, and I, we would watch one Superman episode a night leading up to the premiere of Man of Steel. And it was really over the course of summer 2013 that I became like the Superman animated series fan that I am. And Tim Daly is just, uh, to me, he's the best Superman. That's my favorite version of Superman. Um, And I love Cavill. Like Cavill's, you know, I love he's one of my favorite, you know, uh, theatrical versions, but... Yeah, Tim Daly and, and Superman the Animated Series. If I, if I had to re-answer a question from last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Superman the Animated Series and Tim Daly are, are my favorite versions of Superman.
0: Well, it's just Tim Daly's birthday the other day, and I saw that you had a picture with him. Do, do you want to explain how you <laughs> yeah. met your favorite Superman? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so Tim
2: Daly, you know, I, as, a, as a Superman fan, I will say this. I'm very supportive of fandoms, so I'm very supportive of fans, but I can't help but be just a little bit jealous of the Batman Animated Series fans out there yeah. because it's like you get so much with Batman Animated Series and uh, so when DC Collectibles did that whole line of action figures where they released literally yeah. gear. I, I I kept on thinking, well one I got to get them. But two, like why can, it's there's somewhere in this multiverse. If we're in a multiverse, there's definitely an Earth whatever an earth 1996 where superman animated series is the main popular
0: one right right. batman isn't it's still the the (laughs) number one go-to yeah
2: yeah and in that version like that's where we get all the superman animated Mm -hmm. series things and all the batman fans are like oh when when is batman gonna have his day but uh kevin conroy you know he does a lot of like the different shows he's somebody that's uh accessible so if you're a batman animated series fan there's that possibility there's a high likelihood that you could meet him at some point or, or get an autograph or whatnot. Whereas Tim Daly really, you know, he doesn't really do any of that just for no other reason than it's just like, he's not, it's more George Newbern, uh, the man yeah. from Justice League that that you nor- normally see around. And so I remember, um, you know, so I live in, far, like at the time I, I you know, I, I was in Forest Hills, Queens and, uh, they were filming uh, Madam Secretary uh, about seven blocks away from my house. And I remember, ironically enough, like I had my Superman shirt on and everything. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. And I remember, like, that was up.
1: fate. That was fate. It was it, meant yeah. to happen. It was.
2: It was. And so I go up and I see that they're filming Madam Secretary. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I think Tim Daly could, he might be here. So I, I just ran home. I got, like, this uh, Superman animated series publicity photo that I had uh, back in the 90s. If you, were, if you were to write to, like, Kids WB uh, and, and talk about, you know, Superman or whatever, they'd actually send you, like, a photo, uh, like, a publicity still. Oh, film. that's so, awesome. So I had that for the longest time, and I always thought if I could ever meet Tim Daly, I'd want him to sign that. So I run back, and so I've got my Superman shirt on already. I was just wearing it that day. And uh, sure enough, Tim Daly is there. Uh, they take a break, and he's just hanging out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go up and be really cool about it. And he couldn't have been nicer. And I went up, and I was like, Mr. Daly, my name's Steven. Uh, I love Superman. I love The Daily Show. And he really could him. not have been nicer. Oh, well, yeah, The Daily yeah, Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he just he could not have been nicer. Uh, he joked around a bit about Superman. And uh, it's really one of my most... Uh, treasured moments because again like he's not somebody that you really routinely see all that often so to have had the opportunity to meet uh tim daly the voice and, and of, of superman and also the, my favorite superman it was really really exciting so birthday, i had to do time. that photo i had to put that out there
0: Oh, that's great! I thought, like, when I originally saw it, I I thought it was just like at a convention or something. But that's so cool that you went through all all these hurdles, and and it was like it was more like a like a natural occurrence, like you see, saw him naturally, like on the on the street, almost, you know, instead of predetermined. Totally. Yeah. yeah,
2: they were just filming in my neighborhood. He happened to be there, and and it's like one of those things that, like, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's it, it was right in my neighborhood, and yeah, you know. If I had the podcast, then I would have invited him back over to the house,
0: right? Of right. Do an episode. <laughs> that probably was the best feeling. I'm sure you could get him on this show at some point in time. Maybe uh, do an a interview fi- or something. A
2: fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, you know you always like to mention that you uh, interviewed Kevin Conroy for you know a little bit. So it's it's very fortunate that both of you got to meet. your yeah. – Superman heroes.
0: Superman and Batman, yeah. So we, yeah. we we went across we're we're across the multiverse, yeah. So I, I went to the Batman universe. That's that I saw Kevin Conroy just at at a Comic Con, and uh, he wasn't announced to be there. It was at Ace Comic Con in Long Island, and I was there he, for that. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah, wow! Was, yeah, we yeah, we yeah. probably passed each other, you know. <laughs> we probably did. Yeah, we yeah. probably did a little wave too. But yeah, you know, but no, that's crazy. Yeah, he wasn't even announced to be there. He's on the uh, second floor, and then you know, I talked to him, and then I went back down. We're doing like videos. Uh, it, it's on YouTube. It's uh, Bat Yard at Ace Comic Con. We're just doing interviews with uh, cosplayers and stuff, and then we went back up to Kevin Conroy. We're just saying, oh, maybe he's still there. Maybe he has a sh- shorter line, and we you know, went up to him and. I just asked him, you know, like three, I I was just trying to come up with like three questions to ask him and like literally during the interview, I'm just like peeing my pants. Like I I was trying to do my total best to compose myself and I actually got the words out of my system and like his, I felt his, like when he was talking, like his Batman base was like hitting my chest. I'm like, oh my gosh, that voice is powerful. No wonder you're, you're Batman, you know? and then we are yeah and we went back downstairs we're um talk we're interviewing this batman cosplayer and i was like oh who's your favorite batman so kevin Conroy. oh well he's here you know like like the the surprise reveal at the price is right or something here's your new car you know but uh he's here and he he's upstairs and um they went up and he was gone it was like you know and i saw him later he looked like sad that flack you know his head was down he's like No, I, I didn't see him and then like no i wasn't lying i i got it i got a photo right here you know so i, I Look, like let me brag that about it for a second i, I, I got, got a that, picture yeah, too i got that guy's hopes like way up here and then like crashing all the way down i felt so terrible you know <laughs> i felt awful i do have to agree with you Leah. i like how like josh
2: you totally went
0: like you kind of totally bragged about it. like no oh, look i've got the phone. <laughs> i just didn't want him to I think i was lying really you know happened. i didn't want yeah i didn't want him to think i was lying to him like oh no kevin conroy wasn't here i was just goofing on you you know like i'd rather at least be truthful than then you know <laughs> say oh no never mind you know here
1: i'll send you my picture if you want
0: <laughs> yeah but you know i felt i felt really <laughs> bad it, um but i'm there's hopefully there'll be future conventions in the in the meantime we'll get to meet our heroes but that no that's really cool that you you don't even see them at a convention you just saw him on the side of the street and that's that's even more i feel like that's al- almost more organic because i mean at a con like Actors kind of have to put like, you know, they have to put a little front on, you know, they're they're there to speak with the fans and everything, which is great, you know, and to see Tim Daly, out, like outside of con, just like, you know, in the middle of a, you know, movie set or on the street and, and on location and him to be a friendly guy, even in that circumstance, that actually comes to reason with those, you know, that that character, you know, his oh, character. Totally.
2: Yeah, no, totally. It it really was one of those kind of like, you know, you couldn't have planned it kind of moments, and uh, it was. And really you were cool.
1: wearing the shirt. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it's funny because if you go back and look at the picture, uh, I have like I have like a jacket on, but at the very like you know where it's like unzipped a little bit, you could just see the like.
0: The yeah, tip. I saw, Yeah, the, I did yeah. see that. That's why I thought I was out of con. I was like, "Oh, it's too perfect. He's wearing a shirt. You know, he's 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 ready to go. You know, that's awesome." Yeah,
2: <laughs> there was a period of time where all I was wearing was just like the Superman logo shirt, and mm-hmm. uh, and so <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a good day that I chose to wear that 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 uh, that morning.
0: That was, was like a my my choice. only wardrobe in in high school, and even now, that's like I wear Superman shirts. <laughs> it's a
2: classic.
1: It can never go wrong.
0: Yeah. Hold yeah. On. No doubt. Um, so
1: now. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. No, go ahead. One. Go ahead,
0: Leah.
1: Um, so since we're talking about, you know, we've made the segue into Batman. Um, what do you think about Robert Pattinson's Batman?
2: Oh, I'm all for it. I um I, 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 I do like Batman a lot and um Batman is a character that, that um that I that I've been a fan of. I mean I you know, growing up with the nineties the movies, animated series, you know, the Having the Dark Knight trilogy, Ben Affleck all of that, you know there's a lot of great Batman stuff out there, but, um, yeah, when they announced Robert Pattinson as Batman, I I was really excited by it because again, it it was like what we were talking about with like Supergirl where it was very inspired, uh, casting. It wasn't, he wasn't anybody that anybody was talking about, you know, and it's kind of like not to kind of like talk about Superman again, but it was kind of like when they casted like Wonder Woman and, and Lex Luthor and all of them where like, nobody was thinking about, like, the people that they ended up going with, you know, that wasn't even anybody mm-hmm. on any, like, you know, fan list, and so I feel like with Pattinson, it was the same deal, nobody was really talking about him being Batman, so when that announcement came out, it was really, really surprising, but, um you know, I, I never really got into Twilight or any of that stuff, but I did watch, like, Good Times, uh, that Guilty,
1: Twilight, and- Guilty, <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I have seen him in in a lot of like the the films that he's done um, since then. And so the second he was announced, I was like, oh, like you know, he's gonna do something really different with it and, and something really cool. And uh, I think like if like I were to probably scroll back enough, um, like I was talking about that, and people were like, no, he's gonna suck this is going to be terrible. Then, of course, the trailer comes out at DC Fandom, and everybody's like, oh, this is the best Batman ever. Yeah, and, everyone uh,
0: was won over at that point, yeah. And so well,
2: yeah, Josh, you... Going to be great. Well, Josh is a
1: huge fan of um, his movie, The Lighthouse, and um, I... I, we will have this argument till the day we pass, but I don't think it is a bad movie. It's just not a movie for me, but yeah, it's I agree not with for you. everyone.
0: It's definitely not right. for everyone, but it's like a psychological horror thriller. You know, that's not going to be for everyone. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I agree with what
1: Steven said about how it is so different. Like I, like I cannot sit here and say, wow, that was a bad movie because it was a, it was an entertaining movie. It was, um, an intriguing movie it makes you think but you know someone else can walk into that theater and go wow that was the worst movie i ever saw but again it's robert pattinson he is no i I now think he's becoming known for those different kind of roles so it's it's interesting to see where you know you never really know where he's
2: gonna pop up oh completely yeah i i I really like the lighthouse yeah lighthouse Uh, is great especially, you know, you have Pattinson acting opposite Willem Dafoe, and, you know, so you, you just have, like, a movie driven on on complete, you know, performance, but, um, yeah, no, I, I think Pattinson's a very interesting actor, and to have him in this movie, uh, you really, I mean, especially following up, you know, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck, it's a very tall order to take on that role and inherit, you know, the cape and towel and not be compared to what's come before, and mm-hmm. I feel like, with Ben Affleck, he like I love Ben Affleck as Batman, and uh, but I feel like the weight of the Dark Knight trilogy was very much on him. Whereas like with Pattinson now, it's like okay, you've had some time since then, but it's got to be different. And I think clearly with uh, what Matt Reeves is doing, you know, it's, they're leaning very heavily into that very like David Fincher seven noir uh, detective story, which we never really kind of we, we've never really seen that before and uh and from everything that we've seen you know pictures and and trailer uh it looks he looks like he's gonna be a great batman
0: yeah it seems like they're taking elements from year one batman and the long Mm -hmm. halloween and kind of just making their own thing and i'm i i told i am totally behind it i mean once i i heard he was announced as batman i was i was all for it you know even just an announcement because i saw the lighthouse i saw how good an actor he is i saw how he could drive down like those dark paths with those kind of characters and i'm like well that's solely a batman kind of kind of feeling so yeah i I could totally see him behind the cowl and i i think uh i think with the trailer and what whenever the movie comes out you know i no one will be disappointed i I just don't know when the films are coming out anymore just with every all the craziness you know yeah i I mean like 2020 everything
2: with like you know was delayed and then now i i mean i you know if they keep up with that model where it's like you know day and date with like theaters and hbo max yeah
0: i think that's cool. a good i um, think that's a good model yeah
2: yeah but uh but yeah no I, I know we're we're getting it uh we're supposed to be getting it next year in march so i, I think oh whenever, okay like you said, whenever it comes out you know just to see a new take on batman and and you know i just have to quickly mention the cast that they have john totoro poldano uh you know, Andy Circus. you know, there's so many different wonderful people that are populating that movie, and, you know, you're getting the Riddler again, and you're getting Catwoman, and, you know, it, it's gonna be an exciting movie.
0: Andy Circus is in it? What does he play? He, he's gonna be Alfred. Oh, oh, right, I forgot about that, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, Andy Circus. that's awesome, I haven't... Well, it's, it's good to actually see Andy Serkis without um being behind like a CGI monster creature. You know, in recent yeah. years, people actually are starting to want to see Andy Serkis um, act as an actor, which is great. You know, it's good that, yeah. that he's yeah. a well-known no, no. actor yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, most people probably know him as like Gollum or, you know, King Kong from. 2005's Peter Jackson's skin Kong, so it's great to actually yeah. see him um, <laughs> see him out there you see
1: know? him as a real a real actor well no, yeah. no
0: he was never not a real actor it's just, um, you know, it's great that he has the popularity and a, and a namesake now that people know who Andy Circus is, you know, back then people, you know, it would be like a niche thing you know
2: oh yeah yeah, but the Batman, I, th- I think that's going to be really cool. I mean, just, yeah. just we're getting a new Batman movie, and, and that's going to be really exciting.
0: With um, So I want to go back to uh, Universal Monsters. So with Universal Monsters, you have a favorite Universal Monster, and is it the same – and is your favorite in your favorite Universal Monster movie?
2: Um, y- y- Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I would – as a kid uh, growing up, I always loved the mummy, and I loved the mummy from like the like the 1959 film with uh, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing.
0: Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: later on, I got into like Boris Karloff and and Lon Chaney Jr. W- with their earlier mummy movies. Um, I was like the mummy where he's like more of like that proto slasher kind of monster where you know he'd be like lumbering around, he would be strangling people, stuff like that. Um, so the early like the 1932 mummy movie was more fantasy, more, more, uh, romance in a sense. So I, I didn't really get into that until later on. Uh, but the mummy and Dracula are, are my two favorite, uh, universal monsters. Uh, Dracula would be my favorite universal monster movie, mm-hmm. but uh, the mummy would be my favorite universal monster. Okay. And I, I appreciate all of them. I think it, you know, it's kind of like the justice league where, you know, they're all, Cool. Um, but if I had to like, kind of like, you know, basically say like, look, these are the two that like, I really love easily uh, Dracula and the mummy and and I think they've also had a very good history with the movies where all of the, the films that have been made uh, through Universal and just through other studios um, have always been fun.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, i just been starting to dive into the original classic, Universal Monsters. I've seen most of them. You know, there's some I've seen in the past, like uh, Frankenstein and stuff. And then we kind of just started uh, with this past Halloween going into more classic horror movies. And um, it's a realm that I definitely want to get more more delved into. I mean, we've seen Dracula, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, um, which I think is superior to... <laughs> To Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. I think that's the better movie out of the two. Yeah. Um. But I still haven't seen I haven't seen the Mummy or Wolfman yet, and those are two I'm I'm very looking forward to to watching with a fresh pair of eyes. You know.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like yeah, I like yeah. You have like the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, Creature Black so cool Lagoon is great. Yeah, yeah. So cool looking, and uh, you know, I, I think another thing that I I normally really heavily like try and advertise and talk about this fact that you're talking about this legacy of like 30 movies and Mm. so people are always like well yeah you have dracula mummy wolfman but then it's like yeah but then you have like dracula's daughter son of dracula Mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly all all these
2: like secondary movies and when you get into the secondary movies with universal that's where they start you know crisscrossing and and like sharing like crossovers and so Universal Monsters, you know, it's not even, like, arguably, they were the first cinematic universe. That, yeah, yeah, ever no do doubt. It. Yeah. And it's only, like, now that it's been perfected. Because, you know, it wasn't being done, like, the way Disney or Marvel does it now. But they were the first ones to have, like, mm-hmm. you know, Lon Chaney Jr. as, as the Wolfman, the, you know, you know, Frankenstein or, or all these mm-hmm. other characters. And, and so they're a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. They're
2: short. Most of them are like one hour. So it's easy to kind of pop on, watch quickly, and, and just enjoy
0: it. Yeah, you definitely, I feel like you have to kind of prepare yourself for those movies because it's, it's going to be a little like more toned back. But the atmosphere and the feeling and the mood, that's really what gets you sucked into the world. You know, it's, it's more like a dream like state when you're watching those movies. And that's what I love about them. Like I'm transported to its own own world it's definitely not ours but it's something something else you know and i love that i love that feel about that just
2: complete it's complete atmosphere from set design to the makeup Mm -hmm. and um there's just so much charm to to those movies that um you know there's a reason why you know dracula just celebrated its 90th anniversary last month and we're still talking about it and it's quite amazing to think that you know, a movie that just turned 90, you know, still has merchandise being made of it and, and, yeah, people still right. talking about it and, and celebrating it and, and wearing the t shirts and stuff like that. And it's the same way in which, like, all these superheroes are, are timeless. You know, they're these rightful icons and, and these, you know, variations of mythology for us. And, and so it's really cool to see that people still are entertained and, and enthralled by, by them on the big screen or even right, you know, on the small screen.
1: Well, speaking of entertained, I'm I'm perusing your Instagram. We've pretty much been on it all week since we talked to you <laughs> last week. Um, and you posted a picture of uh, Carol Marsh from Horror of Dracula. Now, it's the one where she's in the coffin. I For the first time I looked at it, I thought she was in a bathtub. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but your caption was, does Dracula drink Pepsi or Coke? Now, was there any debate on... Like where did that come from, okay, or was yeah. that just you, the modern twist on uh, horror of Dracula?
2: Uh, it will. So okay, so um, in the nineties, uh, the Universal monsters were being heavily licensed and marketed, mm-hmm. and so really for the better part of that decade, uh, like what I had mentioned before, they were everywhere. Where you'd see them on like Doritos, Pepsi. Coca-Cola ads, uh, the the USPS, they had the whole issued commemorative line of Universal Monsters stamps. The figures were all year round and it wasn't really just like an October thing. Like Universal Monsters were were present for the whole year and and you could go anywhere and and they were always around. And they were also rightfully being championed as, as the studio's mascots, you know, in the way that like the Looney Tunes were WB or, like, Mickey and Minnie are, are for Disney. They, they were being celebrated as the rightful mascots to the studio that really built horror in a lot of ways. And so in the early 90s, uh, one of the more charming and popular uh, advertisement marketing campaigns featuring the Universal Monsters was through Doritos and Pepsi. And so there were a lot of, like, uh, cool, like, ni- very 90s art of, like, Dracula drinking a Pepsi or, like, you know, Bride of Frankenstein, and, and like the wolf man at like a party holding like a bag of like potato chips and stuff like that. And roughly around the same time, Coca-Cola put out a commercial where it was a very, uh, it, uh, it was like, it's, it opens in black and white and you see Dracula come in uh, to like the bed, into the woman's bedroom and she's screaming and, and he's gonna like sink his fangs into her. So she throws him a can of soda, he catches it, sinks his teeth into it. And then color comes back to his face the whole uh, commercial turns to color, mm-hmm. the sun comes out, they smile at each other <laughs> and they just like, they walk off into the sunset. And so I was having some fun with that because, um, you know, with that, I kind of wanted to just like, you know throw it out there with people. Like, what do you think is it, is it, is Dracula a Pepsi guy or is he a Coca-Cola guy? And there was so much marketing material that came out in support of that, that I, I was having fun. Uh, I was having a little bit of fun with that and getting people to talk and, and, and in, a, in a unique way. Uh, That's not just about like, oh, well, like I really like this movie scene, you know, it was just, it was a fun way to generate some fun conversation
0: absolutely
1: and it's like the
2: age-old question like how does superman shave you know does he right exactly heat vision in the mirror and it reverberates does he like have a kryptonite like like blade like how does he do it so well they answered it in
0: superman the animated series with his laser vision in the in the mirror so they they answered that all the way back in 96 you know yeah so yeah Yeah. so with um with all that marketing with universals in the 90s do you have any Favorite like uh, collectibles of the Universal mon- the monsters from that era, or just in general?
2: Oh no, I I do I so. Interestingly enough, um, the first I, I, I over the course of like this past year, I started collecting more of the Universal monsters, specifically mm. Dracula. I I just really only collect that character, and I'm not a completist when it comes to the Universal Monsters, So it's like really whatever I like. Um, the Burger King. Burger King had a wonderful tie-in early '90s uh, with the Universal Monsters, where they had a, a Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, a Dracula, and Frankenstein figure, and they yeah. were like those like three and three quarter inch figures, like the Kenner ones. They harkened back to like the '70s Remco Universal Monster figures, which were very popular, and uh, they were so cool because they were like actual quality action figures, mm-hmm. and um, they came with like a cool accessory where Dracula would spring out of the coffin. The wolf man would burst out of a cellar. Frankenstein would light up and sit on like a, like a operating table and creature from the black lagoon would light up and you would like absorb water. And like you could squirt the water out of them and stuff like that. And uh, oh. I remember at that time, like I had my mom and dad take me to Burger King, like every weekend just to get it, uh, to get those figures. And the one that I wanted the most was actually creature from the black lagoon. Cause I, I, Green was my favorite color growing up as a kid, and i, I just—he was a monster, so he looked yeah. to me. But I still have my Dracula one. It's funny because it's actually in the other room, and uh, and so that was like the first Universal Monsters collectible that I mm-hmm. ever had. I still have it—the one that I had from when I was a uh, when I was a child. And uh, so the Burger King uh, Universal Monster toys mean a lot to me, and it's also kind of cool because I've seen a lot on Instagram people talk about them a lot. And it's kind of like that nostalgia thing where like people that grew up with that, that didn't have it are trying to get them now. And then, you know, kids now are finding out about all this cool stuff and they're not really that expensive to go after on eBay or or like Mercari or anything. So I see a lot of people go back and and track them down. And and I'm always really excited to see that because those were the universal monster toys that I had when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I got um, I got a little figurine of a creature from the Black Lagoon. I got a aquarium fish tank. That's how hard COVID hit me. I was like, oh, I, I can't see my friends. So I'll put my friends here. So I got a fish tank, <laughs> and I got so now I have a little figure of the creature from the Black Lagoon, like in the back, like between the uh, the the reeds and stuff. So that's uh, that's my little callback to uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon in the fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have to send. I gotta see
2: it. Yeah, when we're done doing this, you gotta send me a picture of that. I oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Game, yeah. I'll definitely show you. Yeah, it's like basically the – it's like a movie graveyard. That's that's the theme of the tank. So it's just like – there's like a little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in there, you know, a Jaws – Thing, you know so yeah. you'll, you'll see it. it's it's crazy in there but.
1: it's quite quite the endeavor
2: <laughs>
0: yeah exactly oh,
2: I, yeah no no i <laughs> I, I, I bet I, I love that you have a creature there uh if, if there's anybody that should be in it, it it's definitely
0: oh yeah uh, a creature that's how i felt it's like oh and that's the first figure i got to put in there so it, I, it took me a little bit to find him but i did find him so
2: <laughs> Yeah, the, the creature looks so cool and and again that was the first universal monster toy that i ever hmm. wanted and uh so I, 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 the creature's great. He, he looks so cool. Yeah, the history behind the making of, of, of the, and the creation of that suit is, is another thing that's really so cool. And um, yeah, it's just it's fun stuff. They're all so fun to look at.
0: Yeah, there's. A, I got the whole Blu-ray collection. I've been looking through the behind the scenes after I watched the film. And there, there's so much immense information for from those uh, Blu-rays and to be able to see the Spanish. Um, Dracula, you know, that that was being filmed simultaneously at the, as the English version, which probably was never heard of, not heard of. You know, they're using the same sets. Yeah. They, they've filmed afterwards. So some of their shots would look better because they had, like, the reels to look at from the English version. Like, all right, what did they do? Oh, let's do this better. Okay. Instead of Dr- yeah. Dracula slapping the, the mirror out of his hand, freaking have him smash it with, like, a cane or something. You know, I, I loved how they just kind of went all in. And uh, I, I think – those movies are, are great in their own ways, but like almost if you like, like if I want to marry like the cinematography from the Spanish one with uh, uh, Bella Lugosi's Dracula, you know, that I think that would be great to see, you know, because they, yeah. they did a lot of interesting camera tricks with it. And there's oh, so totally. much information. Yeah.
2: I yeah, know that's something that's like, it's a widely debated aspect in, mm-hmm. the, in the universal monsters and just the film community, because it's such an interesting story. Like, you said how they were filming it at night they had mm-hmm. their dailies to look back on and it, film-wise you know it, it's a beautiful film to watch and, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shots in there that are that are far superior to the to the to the american 1931 version um or well they're both 1931 but um but yeah it's just it's it's so interesting and and it's like film history it's it's a part of, oh yeah definitely know, film history that that you know if, if you like movies you know, even outside of just like you know being a fan of Universal Monsters, it's just it's so interesting to learn about all of that. And then yeah. you know, you fast forward to today, where you know, almost in like a in like a in a Justice League kind of way, you have one version of the movie, and then you have another, and um, you know, so that's film.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's like its own multiverse, like you're saying. Before the multiverse, it's crazy how they <laughs> how they did that. You know, we got both versions. I I, I do have a Creature from the Black Lagoon poster behind me. It's kind of um you know the there's a glare on it but there is a poster there so yeah so i i you know that's that's awesome that you got this monsters universe and it's such an immense universe to kind of dive into that there's so many like you're saying there's so many sequels to, to even the original 1930s films um to you know you know 40s and 50s and and now on to today that we're getting announcements for all these new classic horror monsters um you know kind of reamped and and for a new audience a new generation oh yeah which i'm interested to see
2: yeah it's it's another fun universe that i i really enjoy Mm -hmm. and um so over the past five years with that it's been interesting to see from where it started to where it is now and uh i'm excited just to kind of see where it'll be in the next five to ten years especially with so many new projects being lined up and and new people acquiring the license to make merchandise i think you know if you're a fan of it you know it's a good time to be excited by and if you're only getting into it yeah it kind of to me oddly it feels in the, it feels like it's a return back to the 90s so i feel like for a lot of the people that follow the web page and, and follow like instagram the universal monsters Universe mm-hmm. Instagram page if you're like of a certain age range and you're only becoming a fan now now's a great time because like you're getting there's so much blu-rays of it blu-rays of the original movies but you're getting mm-hmm. new toys and you're getting new films so there's a lot to really uh dive into combining so, the with the new yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I wanted to go uh, with Dracula, uh, Bella Gosi. What do you think of Plan 9 from Outer Space? Considered one of the worst films of all time. <laughs> directed by Ed Wood of uh, original uh, Poughkeepsie fame. I'm from Poughkeepsie so it's kind of has that hometown flavor. Um, but anyway, what do you think of Plan 9 and have you seen it? Um, what do you think of that whole episodic?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I, I love, again, I, I love classic Monsters. I love classic horror. I feel like the era from like really like 1928 mm-hmm. to 1950s was definitely the strongest period where you were having movies like um, you know uh, Phantom of the Opera all the way to mm-hmm. Creature from the Black Lagoon to uh to the Blob. You know you have the Blob uh, with, with like Steve McQueen. Um, but the Edward Wood movies definitely have a charm. <laughs> yeah. They're not the best, um, yeah. And and um, there's a lot of interesting stories about the, the about with him and 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 all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the Tim Burton movie a lot with uh, with Johnny Depp and yeah, uh, Mark that... Landau. It's not always mm-hmm. that factually correct, but um, but yeah, I, I like Plan 9 a lot. You know, you mm-hmm. have like Vampira in it, and uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of charm to it.
0: Yeah, that's what got me interested in it was that movie, the Tim Burton movie, the Ed Wood you know, it's like fantastical it's like almost like Wizard of Oz you know, he's meeting all these wonderful characters throughout his journey of being this filmmaker and he turns out at the end of the movie it's like so lighthearted, and then it to like hit you slap slaps you in the face with the reality you know like he died penniless as a you know whatever you know giving his synopsis and um yeah. bella lugosi's uh passing was such a tragedy and uh martin landau's performance in that is is wonderful but i i tried to go back to i was like oh okay so now i'm interested in these movies and then i was watching plan nine i was like this is so boring i'm gonna fall asleep I guess, I i mean, to be fair, I was like back in high school, so maybe I'll, I'll have a better um, tolerance for it now. But I don't think it's the worst movie ever made, I just think it has that uh, Yeah, title. I, I mean, <laughs> you,
2: you know, you look at, like, uh Lugosi and, you know, Dracula, <laughs> having Costello meet Frankenstein, you know, he was in The Wolfman. Yeah, Man. that's fun, yeah. He was in, you know, like, people forget that he was in The Wolfman. And uh, he even played Frankenstein, too, in, uh, in, uh, he was in Son of Frankenstein, then he was in Mm -hmm. Ghost of Frankenstein, a lot of people actually feel that his performance in Son of Frankenstein was even better than Dracula. And so, you know, especially that early stuff, you know, you're talking about somebody that really brought such a presence to these movies. And I think it's interesting at how, with a lot of these actors, you know, they had very, sad lives and they had very you know almost tragic ends you know where you know we look at them today and they're these larger than life icons but you know the careers you know just weren't like where like you're know Robert Downey playing you know Iron Man across like x amount of movies right and then you never have to act again because you just you know you're swimming in money and um you know you kind of think about like that now and like if like Lugosi had done Dracula now and it had that kind of longevity you know it would be a much different kind of story but you know it's 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 sad but i'm glad that these movies are being enjoyed and um movies like ed wood like you know with, like of that kind of stuff that bring back you know attention to these actors that uh that we can still talk about them to this day
1: yeah it's no. interesting oh go ahead yeah, oh, what were you saying <laughs> well it's interesting that you mentioned how you know, Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, it's, you know, his character stretches and um, grows throughout the Marvel movies. Meanwhile, with the Universal Monsters, you know, you have this one little treasure of a movie, yet both, um, I guess you can call it, um, I want to call them units, but both um, collections are treasured by such, you know, differentiated uh diverse audiences meanwhile there's so you know i uh marvel is obviously this huge mass and you know the movie's such a tiny tiny little treasure
0: yeah i mean like back then they they all these roles like comic book roles and monster roles they're like pigeonholed you know like they're just typecasted they just thought oh these are b movies no one's gonna care about these uh, let's just burn the film real because we have to save space or whatever, you know, <laughs> however they, they want to conserve these films. And, um, you know, nowadays, there no one would have thought, like, you know, 90 years later or whatever, people would be watching these in 2021. And um, even with superheroes, like George Reeves' Superman, like, he thought this, you know, playing Superman, he said, was like, you know, wearing a monkey suit, you know, but now – it's looked back on those shows are still, those episodes are still being watched. And I think, you know, his performance as Superman is, um, you know, it's really renounced and, and it's kind of, it's more real than um, I think people give it credit for, especially in the earlier seasons, you know, um, you could see the duality between him and Clark Kent prior to, you know uh christopher reeves superman and i think there's a lot to grasp on and 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 you know take a hold of that and even with uh adam west's batman you know they were all typecasts and now today they're like oh everyone wants to be every famous actor wants to be a superhero everyone wants a piece of that pie so we have to thank those those uh avenues that paved the road for for the future of today
1: those pioneers
0: yeah
2: absolutely yeah no leah you're, you're absolutely right they were absolute pioneers in what they did you know because they laid the groundwork for what you know we all appreciate now and and you know like whenever there's like these casting announcements and stuff like that and when you look back at any of these movies like the level of talent that are involved it's like just staggering where it's like I can't believe you know I remember when Batman Begins came out and when they were announcing you know when, when people were being cast for that and you had like you know, Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman and, and Liam Neeson and, and it was just kinda like you look at the list and it's like it, 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 it's um, it's unbelievable the level of talent that you have in that yeah. movie. And uh, to think, you know, back, you know, twenty years, you know, prior, you know, you wouldn't really associate any of those people, you know, with a movie like that. And and yeah, absolutely, from like, you know, the work of like Universal Monsters to all the way to now you know every i think a list star wants to be in like a marvel movie you know yeah no doubt do something cool with it well yeah.
1: it's interesting you know i i always kind of laugh cuz i i am a huge fan of you know kids movies and everything cheesy and and <laughs> funny um but i you know i have to laugh during i remember there's one part in in lego batman you know when when alfred's going back through all the different batmans that have happened and he says and you know there was that weird time with um, you know, in the 60s, and it's the Adam West Batman, but they go through all the different time periods, and I think that's so interesting for for someone, you know, especially a young kid watching these movies to see, wow, you know, Batman has really grown. I mean, as a kid, you know, you may not have that perspective, but as a grown-up watching these movies, you know, that might intrigue someone to go back and watch the Adam West Batmans or, you know, a later time period and just see how the, you know, the character has changed.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I I gotta say, I actually only saw the Lego Batman movie for the first time back in January. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to see it when it came out, and for whatever reason, I missed it, and uh, so I only just saw it, so it's so fresh in my mind, and I love the song uh, uh, that that opens the movie that the guy from uh, Full Out Boy does, um, uh, Who's the Batman, I think it's called, but yeah, no. It, yeah. Uh, um but um yeah, I I mean it, it, you're so right because the thing is you do get that that rundown which is so cleverly done where you get that like abbreviated like history of the character and and again, you know, I think with any new interpretation, you know, be it a character like Batman or Superman or, or Supergirl or or universal monster, you know, somebody's going to go into it and I, I, my thing is always like, you know, there are people that are like no I'm not for this. I think this is going to be terrible and it's like but just like take, like for the universal monsters for example like just using that like there's a new Dracula movie announced and you get somebody that's like no this is terrible. They should never do this but it's like but don't you understand that like with this new movie there's going to be a group of people, you know, that are going to see this and this is going to be their introduction to this world. This is going to be the gateway back to the classics. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be somebody that's going to go into the Lego Batman movie see uh you know batman forever and think wait like i want to see that movie and they're going to go back and watch batman forever they're going to go back like you said and watch you know the tv show with adam west and you know i think that that's really a powerful thing to think about how any new iteration will draw people back to the original you know stuff and i think that that's something that a lot of times people don't really think about and and for me it's kind of like yeah, Superman Lois is going to introduce somebody new to these characters and they're going to go back to the comic books or, you know, Man of Steel. That's going to be the movie that's going to bring people back, you know, to the other Superman stuff that came before it. And, and that's how we kind of keep on bringing it forward. So Yeah, that's well, a
0: point for everyone.
1: Everything you're saying right now is um, reminding me of, you know, the Ghostbusters that came out in 2016. Now people argue that it wasn't, you know, a very good movie, I see Josh is kind of making her face right now, um, but, you know, I, I guarantee you that movie brought people back to the original, because they said, oh, wait a minute, you know, um, Ghostbusters was around, you know, even before Kristen Wiig and, you know, Chris Hemsworth were in it, um, but, you know, you have people that argue, oh, no, it was good, and then you have people, oh, that was awful, um, but you know now that there's a new Ghostbusters coming out, um, which unfortunately they keep you know pushing back. But I'll be very interested to see you know how younger audiences and I suppose you know the older audience as well ha- as well how everyone interprets it with you know such different interpretations
2: coming before it. Yeah, I just I just want my ecto cooler. I just want my ecto cooler and 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 yeah. well stocked in in the fridge. I think they and had it on my merry time way. i in
0: 2016 when that movie came out. I think they did. They did.
2: They, no, they brought it back, and I actually mm. have—I still have a few boxes. In oh wow! Yeah,
0: I haven't had it since the '90s, so I—I I would have to try some. Hopefully, when the new movie comes out. But I guess the ecto cooler of today is Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull vodka. So I kind of—I kind of went off the stage with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. no. Uh, I wonder yeah. if. If anyone crossed um, ecto cooler with the uh, with the crystal skull vodka, I wonder what that if that's like canned or something. If someone if someone labeled that trademarked that. That drink. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there has oh done. yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm, if I'm you, yeah. If you have, if you have done it, let us know in the comments below what it tastes like if it's any good. <laughs> send us
1: recipes. <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking about all these crossovers and you know Marvel and DC, and now I have to ask you: Have you been watching WandaVision?
2: I have. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. Every every week. I, I, every Friday uh, like around like, you know, like eight o'clock or so, like once like, you know, the work day is done, uh, you know, just, I'm going to have dinner and I, and I watch it and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It is,
1: it is enjoyable. Now I, you know, I, like I said, I'm perusing your Instagram and you have a very specific post about Monica Rambo. Now what, what is your connection to her?
2: Okay. Um, so uh, in re- in regards to I'm trying to like think for a second of of the picture, but uh, I'm a big Captain Marvel fan. I I love. Uh, I, I'm a big sci-fi person, and and so one of the things that I love just as much as uh, Universal Monsters and Superman is Star Trek, and I love Star Trek, and I, I love all of that kind of stuff. And so Captain Marvel, when the character first started at Marvel, one of course, uh, before it was Carol Danvers, Marvel, you know that was birthed in the time of the space age where it was like 70s sci-fi aliens intergalactic travel stuff like that and so I've been a fan of Captain Marvel for a while uh I love the Captain Marvel movie that it's actually my favorite MCU entry and so when I left that movie uh and I I do routinely watch it I was so excited to see that story continue and you know, I feel like, you know, Iron Man, we got Iron Man to, you know, 2008 to 2010. And then from like uh, 2011 with Thor 1 to, I think, 2013, 2014 with uh, Thor in The Dark World, you get them really fast. But Captain Marvel, they've really kept us waiting on the sequel. So when WandaVision was announced and and we found out that we were going to be getting the character of Monica Rambeau in it. But as an adult and we were going to see that character arc continue from when she was a child in the movie to now an adult i was totally sold on it and so for me i like wanda vision but i'm actually invested in it only really because i am interested in that character like when the pops come out i don't need a vision pop i don't need a wanda pop but i want a monica Rambeau pop mm-hmm. and see uh, i
1: am all about vision i will preach vision till the day i die i adore him <laughs>
2: <laughs> no he's great vision is great but uh but yeah no i love monica Rambeau. i'm um, so i'm excited to see how that story is going. I'm excited to see how that's laying the groundwork for Captain Marvel 2. And uh, I'm excited for the Ms. Marvel TV show and I'm excited to see how Captain Marvel 2 will begin a story and feature all three of them together. And then it's kind of like building off of like everything that we saw in these shows where you know, you've know you already spent like 13 episodes with Monica and like 13 episodes with, uh, with Ms. Marvel. So by the time that movie happens, uh, there's a lot of history with those characters, so.
0: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well Steven, I just have one more question for you and I think um or well, that's all the time we have for today. Um sure. but um before we go, I just wanted to ask you uh do you have any favorite Superman collect- collectibles that you have? I'm sure that um Tim Daly one is probably, you know, uh, up there at, at number 1, but uh do you have, you know, that or besides that, do you have any that kind of come in mind?
2: Uh, so that's a big question. I've been <laughs> so when I started collecting Superman in late 2012, I knew, um, so when it comes to Superman, I'm very much a completist, and I knew that if I were to try and go back and get everything Superman, I would never be able to get everything, and I would never have the money to get everything. So luckily for me, DC was doing a thing called the New 52, which I know everybody's heard of, and they re-envisioned uh, him with a whole new suit, and I thought, Starting here, anything Superman with no trunks with the new 52 outfit, I'll get. And then anything from Man of Steel onwards, I'll get. So uh, I collect everything new 52, Rebirth, uh, Henry Cavill, Superman. The only exception is I'll get anything Superman, the animated series. So out of the almost museum-like collection that I have for Superman, which I have to offer an updated video sometime soon on, it's really hard to say, like, what... I particularly uh, cherish, above all. So if I had to pick something really just off the top of my head, I would probably have to say I have an animated cell uh, from Superman Animated Series of Livewire. She's my favorite Superman villain. She's my favorite DC Comics villain. Uh, I had the good fortune of actually meeting Laurie Petty at Rhode Island Comic Con, probably in 2015.
0: She oh, we were know. we were there too. That's funny. We were at that Comic <laughs> Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good one. And
2: uh, and <laughs> and so I got to meet her. She signed it, and uh, and so it's a, a signed animated cell that I got, which was actually a little tricky for me to obtain. And um, when yeah, so yeah, it, my Live Wire animated cell signed by Laurie Petty. If I had to pick one Superman collectible that means the most. It'd probably be that but based on mood i could wake up tomorrow and think you know what it's that superman animated series bust yeah. uh they're you know oh of it's all, toys, or, yeah uh, Do you like so spin you wheel, like, a wheel like oh collection. today this is my favorite oh this is my <laughs> yeah, favorite it, it, yeah it it all depends on uh on the mood and and so if zach snyder stresslessly comes out and ends on the cliffhanger and i'm totally mad that we're never going to get another one and i'm totally mad that we're never going to see henry cavill again if they say he's never coming back then mm. It won't be anything, Henry Cavill. I'll say those are my least favorite
0: collectibles. Right, right. So when you when you were you standing in line with the animation cell to get signed, is that is that what you did? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, Whoa, I was that's I awesome. for
2: uh, for two days. Uh, I went just because I wanted to meet Lori Petty, and so um, I, I she signed it. She was nice. On my last day before I had to catch Amtrak back to New York City, uh, I went to say goodbye to her, and she remembered me from the day before she was like oh i have something for you and she had like a live wire photo uh that she signed personally for me oh wow she had remembered that i was going on about live wire uh from the day before and uh you know i had my glass you know i i wear glasses uh and so like i had my glasses my superman shirt on so i was Kind of recognizable, I guess, enough too. Yeah. Like she's that, like, if that guy, like, if that kid, if that guy comes back, you know, I want to give him this, and uh, and she did, and she was really, really cool. That, that was, is that so cool awesome. If you saved
0: that for you. That's so awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so I proudly have that framed uh, uh, by my Superman stuff, and uh, and so yeah, that's, I would probably go helpful. with Livewire. At the end of the day, it's always about Livewire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, they, revamp,
2: I'll revamp the Superman show and just make it like the the live
0: wire. Yeah. Live wire. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm totally for it. I'll definitely do it. In. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: so I wanted to get back to just uh, before we close off with, I think with um, hopefully with all the fans um reactions to the new Justice League movie that's coming out, I think that, you know, Warner Brothers kind of kind of wait. For that announcement, at least this is what I'm hoping that they're waiting for how people react to the new Justice League movie and then they'll go like, oh, people really like this. They like Henry Cavill. Let's keep them going, you know, so that's what I'm hoping for. I, I hope, you know, because we haven't gotten our yes or no yet and it's been. Such a freaking tease game for you know since <laughs> Batman versus Superman or Justice League, and you know fans just want to know is he in or out? You know just just let us know we we we're, we could we could we could handle it. You know it's going to be a hard punch to the gut, but just you know I've, I'm I've been flexing my abs for years just to say you know get that punch that you know just tell me no you know or yes you know just let me know I need I need answers you know <laughs> I just need to no. know. You know,
2: I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Le- Leah, it's one thing, like, it's something that I'll have to send to both of you. And so, I'm, with enough scrolls on my personal Instagram, you'll see that I do talk about Henry Cavill a lot on mm-hmm. uh, with him being Superman and being, like, the definitive Superman for me. And I agree with you. Like, I, I've been, you know, we've been on pins and needles ever since Man of Steel came out, just wanting them to do a Man of Steel 2. And, uh, you know, we got Batman versus Superman. We're, you know, we're finally getting, you know, Justice League in its fully realized vision, but um, we need to know. Like, is, yeah. he gonna, is, he, is he still Superman? Is he not? <laughs> exactly. Like, what are they doing?
0: And we got so many teases like with him on his Instagram, like holding a Superman toy. I'm like, Oh, something's gonna be announced. I'm like, nope, it's just him screwing with the with everyone, I guess. I don't I don't know. Just
1: what pull the band aid off. <laughs> yeah. Pull the
2: Superman band-aid off. Yeah, I mean like at least put in like, you know, I know like like I like The Rock a lot, but also he pisses me off because it's like he does <laughs> a lot of that teasing too. And it's like, you know, Black Adam, like, are we getting Superman in it? Are we not? Is Superman ever going to face off against him? Is Superman going to be in Shazam? Mm -hmm. You know, one day they say he's going to be in the new one. The next day they say he's not. I just like... Just tell us right now—is he still Superman or not? Yeah,
1: that'll, that well, one shot at the end where it's a—you uh, know—it's yeah. oh come on.
0: Yeah, in the sequel they'll show Superman, but it'll be from the neck down. That's all you're gonna see. Yeah, throughout the whole it, movie you will be walking around be, like that. That'll be
2: now the running <laughs> joke that uh, that yeah. director David Sandberg does, where purposely <laughs> have Superman in it, but like <laughs> exactly be, you know where it'll it'll be like the it'll be like Wilson from Home Improvement, but all <laughs> oh, right, stuff, yeah, it's be. a
0: complete opposite, yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's a good reference yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Stephen, this was an awesome time. I'm so glad to, that you came on the podcast. We definitely would love you uh, have you back on. There's so many questions I have written down that I have yet to answer but you know we could be talking for four days straight in a row. so we'll save it for another time. I'm so glad, glad it, I'm, that it worked. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. You know, and uh yeah, it was, this was, this was really smooth. This was awesome. So thank you for being our first live podcast interview. You know, thank you. Round of applause. That was awesome. But um yeah, I guess we're ready to close episode and uh we'll be good to go. Okay. <laughs> right. well,
2: yeah. No, I just want to first, again, just say thank you so much to both you, Josh mm-hmm. and Leah having me i was really like we've been talking again for a while mm. and so to finally uh be able to collaborate and do this together it meant a lot and uh from like last week even like all day today like this was like what i was thinking about where it's like i just i i want to do it and i hope it works and and i'm glad that it
0: did and yeah um, this was great yeah that, was, mean, that means
1: that cool. means a lot because we were we were thinking we were thinking the same thing like know, oh is I, this gonna work
0: i know that's why i was having it back in my mind i'm like oh please just let the let the universe combine finally, you know, <laughs> we need this crossover right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's as long and arduous a road to getting Henry Cavill back as Superman. Mm-hmm. There's been, exactly. it's, it's been
0: this is step one, you know, this collaboration. This is going to what set force Henry Cavill to come back into the, the universe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs>
1: Now we do we do always tell our guests if you ever have anything that you're promoting um, that you want us to mention, or if you want to, like, collaborate on something, or if yeah, you yeah, say, just hey. Yeah, just back on the you know, show, talk
0: about whatever. Yeah, you know, like, we're always I'm working on
1: this. Yeah, like, if you want to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm working on this, I'd love to advertise, you know, we'd be more than happy to post for you and and have you back on.
2: Well, I really appreciate that. I I had such a blast doing it. Uh, I've actually started recording new episodes of of Saturday Mm Morning Superman show. Uh, Because with Universal Monsters, that sometimes, like, takes up all of my day, and that's, like, not even, like, my, like, career career. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Superman something that I've been having a lot of fun with. I've been having a lot of fun getting back into that world with all the announcements, and so... To, to know that that door is open for collaboration and everything. I really mean that really means a lot. And, uh, and I really appreciate that. And, and I can't wait to, to, to come back.
0: Yeah, no Yay. doubt. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll just do the closing statement. If you have any questions on it, you know, we could, we usually have the opportunity that it's already recorded and we could edit it out, but since it's live, there's no editing. So <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, um, if you have any questions, you know, before we do the closing statement, just let us know. If not, we'll just kinda get right into it. I'm good. Okay, awesome. All right. Three, two, one. And this is Josh from Bat Yards Finest. Sending you off up, up and away until next Bat Yards Finest episode.
1: That's you, Steven.
0: Oh, uh, oh shoot, I already yeah, screwed yeah, up. Yeah, no, uh, it's okay. No, I know. We talked about it like hours ago. So it's uh, yeah. that's Oh, why and,
2: uh, and bringing—is uh, this the and bringing? We uh, we
0: can do it again. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'll we'll becoming su- becoming super friends one episode at a time. So. Okay, I
2: got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, all you. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just do it again. Um, Leah, if you want to say anything, you know, feel free. I know this is kind of like haphazard. Yeah, I'll <laughs> say my little. I'll say my little bit. All right. Yeah, we'll no go worries. in order. You know, we'll go okay. on one, two, three, three, and then you know. That'll be episode. Oh, so, I'm ready. okay. Yeah. I'm ready to, I'm ready
2: to
0: do that first, okay. so I got it. Awesome. No, no problem. Okay. <laughs> That's a part of the charm. We do this all the time, even with uh, people who frequently come on. I do this with my buddy Matt. We always screw up the outro, but it's kind of part of the 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 charm of it. All right. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one. This is Josh from Bat Productions, sending you off up, up and away until next Bat Yard's finest episode.
2: And I'm We're- Leah, all the way from Thema and I'm Stephen from Saturday Morning Superman Show, and we're bringing super friends together one episode at a time.
0: Yeah, that was Yay! awesome. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on again, you know, and you're always welcome. So we're going to end off, sign off. Bye, everyone.